and welcome again to What Should I Do Next, a weekly podcast that addresses situational and sometimes physical life challenges that impact our overall well-being, our interpersonal relationships, and of course, life goals. The podcast is uniquely designed to identify and discuss, share and empower, improve outcomes, and more importantly, have fun. I am your host, Lolita Carter nurse practitioner, clinical educator, and behavioral health specialist. Well, once again, I have a topic that really has grinded me a little bit. And today's topic is called what parents must do next to manage childcare during the COVID pandemic. Now, you know, as we continue to struggle with the evolving challenges of COVID-19 and its variants, and by the way, I was at work today, (laughs) And I heard there's another variant that's on the way, but that's neither here nor there. I'm kind of like, okay, whatever. But many industries, as we all know, have been impacted by COVID. And one of the industries that has really been impacted hardest and least supported is childcare. Okay. And more importantly, from a financial perspective, you know, parents already have to struggle to pay for childcare. I mean, one of the biggest issues that they contend with includes the financial aspects of care. For example, the cost of childcare is higher for families. Uh, uh, like in 20, there's a survey done in 2020 and 2021 by care.com. And it found out that 85% of parents compared to only 72% in 2020 report they are spending 10% or more of their household income on childcare. Now listen, that's a lot if you're not making a lot of money. And according to the Center for American Progress, childcare expenses in the U.S. average around 16000 a year. And that, that was in 2020. Now let's imagine how the cost has really changed uh, during the COVID pandemic. And just so you know, I was wondering, now, who is this Center of American Progress? Well, from a historical perspective, they are, um, they were, I think they were, let me see here. I think they were like a, a, a progressive kind of center that was formed in 2003 as a democratic alternative to conservative think tanks such as the Heritage Foundation and American Enterprise Institute. Now, no matter where you stand on the political side, you know, whether you be Republican or whether you be Democrat, the the common thread here is that Americans, and specifically Americans with children who require daycare while mommy and daddy go to work, are suffering. Well, with no further ado, I said, who could I best talk to? I need to talk to a parent who's in the trenches. You know me, I'm a trench girl. So may I introduce Mrs. Ruley. Mrs. Ruley, hi, welcome to What Should I Do Next? Hello, hello, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. And again, I'm sure you're busy and I'm sure you have a lot going on, but I do appreciate your time just to take a moment and talk to me. So tell me, you're married? Yes, I am. Okay, and do you and your husband work? We both do. Okay, and how many children do you have? We have two. Oh, my uh, God. Six, a six-year-old and a one-year-old. Oh, my God, how exciting. Now, let, let's yes, just... Yes, and stressful. Uh, <laughs> I can only imagine. So, is the six-year-old in school? Yes, she is. This is her first year back. 
year of kindergarten. How exciting. What great monumental uh, milestones. And what about the littlest one, the younger one? She's in daycare. All right. So let's, before we even get into the whole COVID and stressful thing, what were some of your stressors, even when you were looking for daycare, like just before anything, what were your stressors? The biggest one was the time. Um, seeing how my husband has to be at work at 6 a.m. And I have to, I had to be at work at 8 a.m. We needed to find a place that would open early enough for us to drop her off and get to work. Oh. So that was the first thing we had to look for was who could provide the, the right time for us. Wow. Okay, and so timing. Then came financial. Timing. Then came financial. Okay, tell me about that. How did that go? I mean, I don't know if you, if you have children, um, but it is not how it was years ago. Um, it is very expensive for childcare. Um, we actually pay. Oh, we were paying two fifteen a week in childcare. Now, was this before uh, COVID or was this before before okay. COVID? So before two fifteen a week, so that yeah. calculates to hmm two four six two four six eight like eight almost not, that's almost nine hundred dollars. Yeah, that's more than both of our cars combined in car payments. Okay, so it is a lot. Okay, now so we had to have time. We had to, we looked at finances. Now there's something called desert. That means that the childcare center to need ratio is off. So did you have to even worry about location? <laughs> we we yes we had to because you know my husband unfortunately he's a carpenter so he has to go wherever something needs to be fixed. So there's some days he has to be in New York, some days he's in Jersey, some days he's around the corner from the house. So it kind of went more so on me because I'm the one who drops them off. Um, thankfully, I was able to find a place that is very close proximity to my house and my job. Oh, um, so that worked out well. Okay. So all of that. And how, how many, like, what was the average hours that your child stayed in daycare? They, she would get dropped off about 730 and she would get picked up anywhere between three and four. Oh, good grief. That's like an eight-hour job for Pete's sake. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and did you have to pay extra if you ended up picking her late, up late for any you reason? Did, you did, but thankfully I've never been in that situation where I had to pick her up late. Okay. All right. Now, did you have a far way to go to work? Did you did you have to travel far after you dropped them off? No. Actually, my job is about... 10 minutes from my child's daycare. And what did you do? What were you doing? What was your job industry? What was your industry? I was actually a supervisor at a home care health agency. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very convenient if she needed to be picked up for an emergency purpose for any reason. It wasn't too much for me to just pick her up real fast and get back to work. Okay. That's interesting that you talk about if there was an emergency because then came COVID. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Now, some baseline information here. When COVID came, most of the child care centers closed, at least temporarily. Okay, that's number one. Okay. And some, not all, continued to charge, not at, a, at the same rate, but they continued to. So you had mounting or ongoing, uh, you know, payments that or obligations that you had to have. Okay. And, and did, and in some instances, income dropped. So what? 
occurred with childcare for you and your household when COVID started? When it started back in 2020, my child was not in kindergarten yet. So I had two children in daycare. Oh, oh, say it isn't so. Okay. Oh, no. So I had to find childcare for the both of them because the daycare did shut down. And this is what I stress. You really need to have a support system when you have children. Um, because thank God for my village. Mm-hmm. Um, I had about eight different people I could call before I actually needed to leave work. Uh, two of them being my parents. Now, unfortunately, my parents do live a ways away from me. They live about an hour away, so it wasn't as easy to get them. And plus, both of my parents work. However, my neighbors, they were my godsend. They actually watched both of my kids every single day during COVID, and they did work with them. I had packets for my at the time my youngest wasn't even one yet she was just born but I've had my other daughter um so I had packets made for her to do some type of work so she was doing something educational not just playing all day with the neighbor and they literally watched her every day until she went back to daycare and did they do it at a reduced cost for you were they working with you financially okay Mm -hmm. I did pay them I did not have to pay them as much as I was paying daycare Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm But I did pay them. And did daycare have an ongoing, like, financial requirement, or did they just cease on that? No. If you had a balance that you had due, they did they did want you to pay it. However, there were no, no bills while daycare was closed. Okay. So that answers the question. What did you do next? You tapped into the village, because I heard it's a village that raises, well, how does that go? So it takes a village, takes a village to raise a child. <laughs> and so so that's what you did next that's what a parent had to do next they had to tap into their resources and really strategize and find out what was a safe alternative option love that okay now now we're in a time where you know they all came back and now when they came back to daycare so one went to school as i heard you say the other one's now in daycare was the cost of daycare higher now was it the same or it was actually it's the same but i was actually paying less because now instead of two children i had one child Okay. Okay. So not too bad. Not too bad. But here's what I have to ask you. Okay. All right. Was there any governmental support and how long did that last? Did it help? Did it hurt? Tell me more. Yes. Uh, The county I live in actually offered support. Uh, They did it just over the summer. It was from May to August, which, I mean, it does seem like a little bit of time, but it was very helpful. It gave me a chance to save money for my other child who was actually in a Catholic school. So I have to pay a tuition. Oh boy. Um, even though I only I didn't have both kids in daycare, I'm still paying for childcare with my child being in a Catholic school. Okay. So and that money I wasn't paying for daycare, I used for that. Okay. So you're oh wow. Okay. So that ran out in August, so now you're kinda on your own with this. Mm-hmm. And these are payments that are due every week. Is that correct? Every Monday. Okay. Every Monday. So I, as I see issues being since in the time of COVID and back in daycare, were there new guidelines that you guys had? I mean, was there new guidelines for the daycare? Was there new rules if the child gets a stuffy oh nose? Okay, let's yes. let's talk about. They sent you home with all kinds of, of red flags. I mean, honestly, it comes down to the point: if your child breathes wrong, they can't come to daycare. <laughs> um, 
it, they had a, a huge email saying if your child is coughing, has a running nose. Um, of course, obviously, now they take temperature the minute you walk into the building. The parents can no longer go inside before I could go inside, go get her. Now you literally have to call, say, I'm on my way to pick up my child. They get them ready, and they come to the door. Um, you have to have your mask when you pick them up, even though you're outside. It, it's just a mess, and it's a shame when you have children who are sick, like my one-year-old constantly has ear infections, which causes her, be, her to be congested, her nose to run. So even though she's not sick, the minute they see that runny nose, she has to come back home. Wait a minute. Wait. It's very taxing. <laughs> Wait just a minute, because there's something called daycare syndrome. So let me ask you a question. I think I heard you say your uh, both kids were in daycare once by time. Did they always have a runny nose before COVID? No. No. I mean, my, no. Like, my daughter, when they were both together, my youngest was only about six months old. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. her ear infections didn't really start until more recently mm -hmm. um but my oldest she she's actually never missed daycare due to being sick thankfully uh, but are you telling because there's something called daycare syndrome where they always have a runny nose because they're in such close containment and you know any right. any runny nose is contagious so to my understanding and, and data driven there's something called daycare syndrome kids get runny noses and they get gi bugs like vomiting and, and sometimes a lot of that was regardless of COVID. So it seems like you guys get disrupted care because there's such a, like, oh, my God, they have COVID. Get them tested. Correct. Okay. I mean, you, if you sneeze, it's, oh, my God, do you have COVID? Like, it's, you know, <laughs> sneezing is a thing still. You know, common colds are still a thing, but everything is, well, you got to get them tested. So it, it's become very hard mm -hmm. to do. But like I said, thankfully, my job wasn't far because I've had plenty of phone calls from daycare saying, um, your child has a fever, she needs to be picked up. So I would have to leave work, pick her up, and actually, the way my job operates, I can actually bring my child to my job if I needed to um, because sometimes my sitter wasn't available. So I would have to bring it to my job until my husband got off and would pick the child up for me. So yeah, I really stress having support mm -hmm. because that's how I made it because without my support, Oh, I'd be losing my mind. So, so let me ask you a question. So all of this is really interesting to me because before COVID, your stressors were obviously the time they open. And do they, let's go back to that. Do they open at the regular time still as you needed them no, to? No, they do not. Oh, before to, oh. COVID, they opened at 630. <laughs> now that COVID has started, now it's 7. I mean, it's not a big time, but... You know, God forbid a parent has to be at work at 7.30. Now you have to try to rush and drop them off by okay. 7 and get to work at 30 minutes. And now it's financial. And, and, and incomes fluctuate, especially during COVID. Have you experienced that as well? Yes. My husband, um, with his job, it's if you don't work, you don't get paid. Mm. And with him, his job is, you know, he works out. So he works indoors, outdoors. If the weather is bad, if it's a blizzard, if it's raining hard, he doesn't work. So it makes it very hard. That's stressful to me. That is in so so some of these baseline stressors have magnified themselves. Is that correct? Correct. Oh my so <laughs> I I'm blown away by this. 
So, because the the daycare bill still mounts, they still want their money. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. <laughs> like with my daughter's daycare, if they miss one or two days of daycare, you still have to pay as if they went for a full week. Unless they only go like one day a week, then obviously they're not going to charge you for a full week. But no, you still have to pay for a week if they miss two days. Oh boy. Oh boy. And and here's the thing. I have another question, kind of related, but I'm related. Have they ever had to close down for COVID outbreaks post? Oh, absolutely. I think her daycare has shut down probably three or four times. (laughs) And do you have to pay even though they're shut down? No, you do not. Okay, well, isn't that gracious of them? Isn't that gracious of them? So amid the financial and your own personal work stressors, and you're still working, correct? And your husband's work is based on weather. And hey, by the way, it's wintertime in Pennsylvania. Hello. Um, That's a lot of stressors, which brings me to my next point. So parental well-being and job stability. How? I mean, let's talk about job stability. Do you get like any kind of pushback from your employer if you have to go pick up the baby or anything like that? Oh, thankfully I haven't been in that situation. Uh, the job I was at, um, they, they were very understanding, especially since my kids' school wasn't far at all. So I would tell them, hey, listen, I need to go pick up my kid. I'll be right back. And they were perfectly fine with that. Um, I recently switched. Uh, careers for a little bit because my job was kind of mentally draining. Um, I needed to keep my sanity a little bit. Um, So I switched careers. I went back to something I've always done as a second job, and that was just simply waitressing. Mm -hmm. And they're actually very lenient. It's easy for me, like, God forbid, if my oldest child has to do virtual. I can switch and do night shift. I currently do day shift while they're in school so I can be home with them at night. But God forbid, if she has to go virtual, I would be with her in the daytime and switch to night shift. Oh, my gosh. And so that that ushers me right into my next question. Well, how do you, you know, a relationship is built on intimacy and, and, and you know, and, and still trying to strive amid stressors. So the parental stressors of having to deal with cost of daycare and wondering if virtual for one and what we got to do this. How does that even, how does that help or hinder your, your connectedness with your spouse or your own mental well being? Can you speak to that? Um, communication. Uh, you know, there was a time I was, I was doing night shift. My husband was not too fond of it, but didn't communicate that with me. But you know, he, you could tell something was bothering him. So we actually sat down and had a full conversation about how we just need to communicate. And now he does. You know, he's very open about, you know, I really don't like when you have to work night shift. However, if this is what we need to do to keep the ball rolling in our home, this is what we have to do. His schedule is also flexible. Like, he can choose to work night shift as well and not work day shift. However, it's easier for me because for him, it may not be any work at night. All his work may only be in the daytime, whereas waitressing, well, obviously people eat in the day and night, so it's not hard. Um, But yes, communicating. Communicating when something's bothering you. Communicating if something's not working and you need to alter the plan. Just communicate. Wow. All I can say is that the struggle is real. The cost of care, (laughs) the quality of care. and I still go to both my parents for help financially because 
It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> I, I only laugh because, you know, while there's so many conversations about other things, as I started off in this podcast, that the industry that is hit most and not addressed ongoing is child care for working Americans. And I think this podcast should bring awareness. But I want to ask you, so if a parent finds themselves in this situation, give them some pearls of what they should do next. You said support, tap into that. You said communicate. You're right, communicate. Everybody is going through this. You are not alone. Um, So go to people. Everybody's going through it. So just lean on people. Get advice and suggestions. There are people who can point you in the right direction. Um, Maybe they can point you in a better daycare that will help you in this situation. Um, Because mine has been amazing. Thankfully, I have been with the same daycare since my oldest was a baby. So they do work with me because my youngest does not go to daycare all week. Um, she actually only goes twice a week, which the requirement is actually at least three days a week. But so, she works with me. Okay. So she lets me do it twice a week. So um, where does she go the other days, by the way? She at my center, my, my village. Your village, um, okay. Because I found that my youngest just is not, it doesn't take much for her to get sick. And we noticed that she was getting sick a lot in daycare. So we thought we should just dumb down the daycare. We didn't want to take it out completely because kids do need daycare for the social aspect. Like, she's going on two years old, so she needs the social and the learning. However, I also want her to be healthy. So she only goes two days a week. My center watches her for three days. And at a, do, a reduced rate, a little bit more helpful, you're tapping into well, your village? I, again, your village, because <laughs> I pay for her to go to daycare twice a week, but it's actually my mother who pays for the sitter to watch my child. Wow. So it does take a village, doesn't it? It does. I have a question for you as a parent. Do you recommend, and this is, you know, you can speak your piece. Do you recommend the COVID vaccine for children who are eligible? For me personally, I'm just not comfortable yet. I'm just not. Um, Because I just, honestly, with literally every, every other week, there's another variant. And it's just like I need I, I need some type of stability with this before I give this to my child. Right. Well, I, I can only say that it's been a, an awesome conversation with you listening to the struggle that is completely real and understanding there is something that must be done next when you are facing you know, COVID, the natural issues related to daycare, and then those compounded by COVID. And then what do I do next? And what a parent must do next? And I love the takeaway points. So tap into your support system, make sure they're safe. That's my message to everybody. Make sure they're safe. Um, Communicate with your spouse. Anything else? You got anything else for me? Uh, And just take it one day at a time. Everybody's going through something. If it's not child care, it's something with their job. or It's just everybody is going through something, especially with COVID. People can't pay their bills because they can't work. It's, it's something. So just take it one day at a time and just pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Mrs. Ruley, I must say it's been delightful talking with you and you sharing that story. And I, 
I want the listening audience to understand that though the news and the media pepper us with, you know, issues related to the White House, there are some people in the trenches who are going through some things and all of that white noise doesn't really filter down to everyday people. And we need to have a louder voice and say, hey, over here, we need some help. I thank you again, Miss Ruley. I wish you well. I'm so glad you have the strength and the village and, 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 and the resources and the resiliency. That's your word, resiliency in the tutu. Yeah. I am Lolita. This has been What Should I Do Next? I am definitely looking forward also to next week episode when we're talking about mental health. We're going to be talking to psychologist Danielle Dickens. This is Lolita. This is what, what should I do next? Signing off. Ciao.